been gone, been gone, been gone. <laughs> you know, I'm guilty of taking long times away from recording, but by far this is the longest. It's been almost a year and some change. Not even almost, a year since the last um, season two sister show episode. But we back. Life is happening. It's always happening. And I don't want to make my introduction too long this time. I have a whole new disclaimer for the show. And I just want you to enjoy this episode for what it's trying to do for you because it's done a lot for me. So sit back, enjoy the disclaimer, and listen to one of my dear friends and mentees talk about something that is sure to help you. Before the episode begins, here's a quick disclaimer. This is the unruly Hallyu sibling of an album a day. Opinions, commentary, and content will vary. Special guest hosts are here to enjoy a free space to share their thoughts with you, the listener. If you want a trusted formula, then please enjoy an album a day. If you're open to a mixed bag, well, buckle up for this. This is a three-day sister show. We have a special guest. Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl Kathleen, aka Kasudin, aka Sudin. And this is Sudin Soapbox taking over the A3 Day Sister Show. Yes. First and foremost, thank you so much, Ashley, for allowing us to be a guest on your show. This is honestly an amazing opportunity, and I truly am grateful. I thank you, thank you so much. Because honestly, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even be able to call myself a content creator, if I'm being honest. So thank you truly for this chance and this opportunity to be a guest on your show and do a takeover, honestly. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kasurin, aka Sorin, and my podcast is Sorin Soapbox where we rants about love, life, and the pursuit of music. Get into it, get into it. On my podcast, I talk about my life while living here in South Korea as a teacher and just my different experiences, not just in Korea, but just overall life experiences from growing up as a Haitian American to my dating life to growing up in a Christian household, everything that's just shaped me to be the person that I am today. And so I'm kind of going to talk about some of my experiences and what I've gone through on today's episode. So before we jump into the nitty gritty, please follow me on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That will be Shameless Listo. That's S H A M E. L-E-S-S-L-I-S-Z-T-O. Again, that's Shameless Listo on all the socials. Follow me. I'd love to hear your feedback on today's episode. And again, thank you so much, Ashley, for allowing me to be a guest on today's episode. All right, so let's jump into today's episode. So the past couple of weeks, I've actually been contemplating what to talk about today. I'm not even going to lie. Until I recently started reading a book called Professional Troublemaker, The Fear Fighter Manual by Lovey Ajayi Jones. Now, she's pretty big on social media, especially Twitter and Instagram. 
But if you're not familiar with her, she has a huge TED talk that's on YouTube called Be Comfortable With Being Uncomfortable. And it basically talks about living life outside of your comfort zone. That has been my mantra, honestly, since I want to say 2021 in learning to live my life outside of my comfort zone and essentially saying yes to the things that I would normally say no and asking people for help and doing things that I would normally be scared to do alone. So when I found out she was coming out with this book, I had to get my hands on it. And y'all, it has not disappointed. The book is specifically geared to POCs, especially POC women. And I mean, anybody can read it, but I could tell she's writing it specifically for POCs and for POC women to relate to. Obviously, she's a Nigerian woman, so she's going to write from that perspective. And I think for me as a black woman and as a Haitian American woman, it really just resonated with my spirit. I mean, she has topics about owning your dopeness and being authentic to who you are. She has topics about learning to ask for your worth in sense of not only demanding who you are in a room, but also in the literal sense of financially. Sometimes when we apply for a job and we have to negotiate salary, sometimes we ask for less than our actual worth instead of saying like, hey, I know my work ethic. I know how much I've put into this, my skills. This is how much I should be paid. But instead we take the first offer that they put out there and we don't negotiate. So she talks about negotiating and demanding our worth and how in comparison to Wahite men, which yes, I refer to the Caucasian people as Wahite. So from the rest of this podcast, you will hear me call them Wahite. So she refers to how Wahite men have a lot of audacity and they don't ever second guess themselves. They don't ever question themselves when they walk into a room and within reason, they have privileges. And so she does a lot of comparison that we as POCs should have that same sort of, you know, audacity essentially, but just with a little more, what I like to call epice or sazon or seasoning, because we, we work our butts off. We work our asses off. We go to school. We work hard. We do a lot of things because obviously we have to do twice as much or three times the work to get half of what, you know, Brandon may get. But the fact of the matter is we should be walking around with the same sense of not necessarily entitlement, but the same mentality that I deserve to be in the room. So she talks about imposter syndrome and things like that. But there was one chapter in particular that really kind of gripped me. And I don't want to spoil too much of the book because I do feel like everyone should get the book and read it for themselves. And this is not sponsored in any way. I just really, I'm a reader. I love books. And this is just one of those books that I feel like everyone should have. And so I'm not going to tell the title of the chapter. So I'm going to put my spin on the chapter and call it Dream With No Boundaries. I think that we need to learn how to dream with no boundaries. And the reason why I say that is, especially as for me as a black woman, 
we have a tendency to have a fear of dreaming. We don't dream anymore. And I think the reason for that is because we feel like if we don't dream, then we don't have to face disappointment because having certain dreams, having certain goals, having certain aspirations means that you have to put yourself in a certain headspace. And when you put yourself in a certain headspace, that means that you have a certain level of expectation. And if those expectations aren't met, obviously you face disappointment. So what a lot of us do as a safety net or as a comfort, we don't put ourselves in that space because we don't want to be disappointed. We don't want to be let down. We don't want to be hurt. So we keep ourselves on the ground where, you know, our feet are planted because, oh, okay, it's safe here. I'm good here. I don't want to get too high off the ground and then be pulled back down. Why? Because life has a tendency sometimes to bring us back down to reality. So we feel like if we don't dream too big, if we don't dream too loud, if we don't dream too much, life can't do that to us. And she kind of talks about how, you know, we have a tendency to just dream small as a result of that or not at all, because we don't want to be disappointed. We don't want to get our feelings hurt. We don't want to be like, well, see, that's what happens when we dream. That's what happens when I dream. I get disappointed. I get my feelings hurt. And she uses different examples saying that that's why we don't go after certain jobs, even though we know we're more than qualified to get those jobs. But we have that fear of disappointment, that fear of them telling us no. And then we tell ourselves, well, see, that's why I shouldn't have applied for that job in the first place, because I had no business applying for that job. But would you rather live in the mindset of shoulda, coulda, woulda? Or would you rather live in the mindset of, at least I tried? And I think that's the difference between being a dreamer and being someone who doesn't dream at all, or I guess you could say lives in reality. Because there's nothing wrong with living in reality, but sometimes when you're too stuck in reality, you have a tendency to kill your inner child, I guess you can say. Because we've all, even as a child, most of us have dreamed to some extent, maybe not big lavish dreams, but we all had dreams as children. It's just that life may have happened or we may have to, some of us like myself, had to grow up really fast. I know for me, coming up in a, in a Haitian household, I had to essentially be a second parent. I had to raise my sister. I had to cook. I had to clean. So the dreams that I had, I had to kind of put them off to the side because I had to be a responsible adult by the age of 10, 11. And those are the, you know, the prime time to really dream and imagine. But those were taken away from me. And I had to basically reteach myself how to dream and how to imagine and have, again, I'm a Christian, so I'm gonna come from a Christian perspective, have childlike faith to imagine that the impossible can be possible to, to try to dream and to strive as you know, Lovey says in her book. And again, not walk around with those shoulda, coulda, wouldas. 
because essentially that's what happens. You have these opportunities that come around and you're like, oh man, I really want to apply for that. Or I really want to go out and travel to this country. Or I really want to do this and I really want to do that. But then you allow fear to grip you and you think, okay, but what if it doesn't work? Okay, but what if it does? What if that business does work out? What if you do travel to that country and you make amazing networks or you meet amazing friends that maybe that one friend, you know, creates an opportunity that you end up living in that country? Or what if you decide to take that school internship in Italy for three months or six months and you end up meeting, I don't know, the love of your life or You end up meeting a business partner or you just never know who you could cross paths with. But instead, because you think, oh, it's not going to work out, that you literally block your blessing because of fear. What if you started to, what if you sat down in front of your computer and started writing the pages of the book that you imagine yourself writing since you were a kid? What if you did start that candle business? What if you did start painting like you've always wanted to when you were a child? It doesn't have to be a Picasso. Picasso had to start somewhere. And that's what she goes into. That the Wahite men, they don't ever think that they got to be the best. They don't ever think like, I got to be at 100. Some of these Wahite men come out with subpar ideas. But the fact that they have audacity and they walk in it, their ideas get pushed. Like one of my friends, she was telling me that her Wahite co-worker, she applied to this job three times. Three times. And they denied her each and every time. You would think after the first time, she would have been like, all right, you know, they said no. I'm good. She applied a second time. They said no. You would think she would got in her head. Okay, cool. Like, let me move on to next. She applied a third time. Some of us don't even apply to the job one time. One time. And yeah, you got Wahite men out here thinking how dare they decline me and reject my application. Sis. I mean, I don't know if there's men listening, so bro but if you got wahite people out here putting in applications and they get offended at the idea that the company denied them and you got the credentials to apply why are you not applying and i'm speaking to myself too i'm speaking to myself because there are a lot of times i feel like i am underqualified for something and in reality I have every right to be in the room, just like Garrett has every right to be in the room. I have every right to be in the room, just like Brad has every right to be in the room. But I talk myself out of the room before I even get a chance to be in the room. And that's what happens. Like, you wanna know how Wahite men have audacity? Wahite men have so much audacity, they buy air. I want to say that again. Wahite men have so much audacity, they buy air. Did you know you could buy air? I learned you could buy air. There's a thing called air rights. 
I learned this on an episode of Criminal Minds or was it CSI? I don't know. I'm a true crimes aficionado, but it was one of them. Apparently, if you own like a business or any type of property, it doesn't matter if you own real estate, if you have like a really nice view, it could be of the water, it could be of the view of like ocean, just a really nice view. And let's say some construction company comes in and wants to build a skyscraper in front of your property. You can turn around and buy the air rights so they can't build the property or any building above a certain amount, like above a certain height to block your view. Did you know that? That's how, and you got people who will literally go and buy air rights so that people cannot block their view. Like this is my property, this is my business, this is my house. You will not build your property above my eye level to keep me from enjoying this view. That's the type of audacity you need to have. That's the type of boldness you need to have when it comes to your dreams and your goals and your aspirations to the point that other people cannot obstruct your view when it comes to your dreams. The same audacity that these Wahite men have. Cause like I said, Wahite men will have subpar ideas, subpar dreams, and they will run it to the ground until it comes to fruition. We are walking around in people's dreams and visions right now. How many times did Steve Jobs fail until Apple became one of the biggest companies? This man failed school, was working out of his garage, and look at him, I mean, RIP, but look at his company now. The cell phone was literally probably somebody's failed idea. Can you imagine how many people probably laughed at the idea that you could have a small computer in your hand that takes pictures, accesses the internet, you could literally do all the things a computer can do but from the palm of your hand. Do you know how many people probably thought that was ridiculous? The airplane was literally somebody's dream and idea. And the fact that somebody laughed and yet people fly every single day, that was somebody's idea. That was somebody's dream. Sis, you better dream with no boundaries and not let somebody laugh you out of it. You better not even laugh yourself out of your dreams because we are literally, you're sitting on somebody's dream with a chair, you're holding somebody's dream in your hand with a phone. If you're on a computer, it's somebody's dream. You are surrounded by somebody's dream all around. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't shortchange yourself. Like, and I get it, especially as POC women, we have a tendency to be in survival mode all the time. Like the panini, the panini put us in survival mode that we couldn't dream. Or for some of us, we've been in survival mode all our lives. We don't even know how to dream. And I think what that takes for us is whether it's to get into nature or find a quiet place or find a place of solitude or, you know, listening to music or whatever you need to do for you to find a place that brings you solace and brings you that moment to kind of meditate and figure out what your dreams are. Figure out the dreams that you lost as a child. But 
it's imperative that you figure out your dreams. What are the things that you've always wanted to do? What are the things that you forgot that you love and enjoy? And get back to those. It's going to take a step of courage, but that's what dreaming is. Dreaming is literally a leap of faith. It's a step of courage. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be easy. But if it was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody would be doing it. It's not going to be easy, but you can't live a life just under the radar being safe. And something else that I really love that Lovey said was share your dreams with other people. I know we live in a world that's like, oh, I'm moving in silence like the G in lasagna. But the reality is it's important to share your dreams with other people. First, of course, share your dreams with yourself, whether through a journal or notes and things like that. Like I have sticky notes all over my apartment and I write my dreams down. But it's also important to share your dreams with those who are close to you, whether a therapist or a mentor or your close friends, because honestly, you never know. There are people who can help make those dreams come to life. Obviously, use discernment because there very much are people who will try to talk you out of your dreams and tell you your dreams are silly or dumb and things like that. But there are also people who will tell you, you know what, I, I know somebody who can help you with that. Or I know somebody who knows somebody. Networking, connections. So make sure you, you speak your dreams because you just never know who you might meet that will be able to help your dreams come to life. Again, I know we live in a world that's like, oh, don't tell people your dreams and your aspirations because there's evil eyes. But again, this is just for me growing up from a Christian perspective. But what God has for you is for you. The doors that God closes, no man can open. And what doors he opens, no man can shut. So I personally don't believe that if there's a dream that he gives you, that anybody can try and destroy or mess up or anything like that. You know, God, the universe, if it's for you, it's for you. And no one can destroy that or take that away from you. But... Honestly, to just wrap things up, I say, give yourself permission to dream and to just imagine the bigger and better things that will come. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode again. Ashley, thank you for letting me be a guest on the show. I greatly appreciate it. Again, I recommend the book. Professional Troublemaker, The Fear Fighter Manual by Lovey Ajayi Jones. If you want to check out my podcast, it is Sorin's Soapbox. That is S-O-R-I-N apostrophe S, Soapbox, S-O-A-P-B-O-X. You can also follow me on the social media. That is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Shameless Listo. That's S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S. L-I-S-Z-T-O. I am happy to be here and glad to be a guest on the show. Check out my podcast. I have season one up right now, and I hope to check you out on my own podcast. But until next time, your girl is off her soapbox. See ya!